Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com here talking about New Japan G1 Climax Finals. We're going to talk about Okada Omega 3, maybe the future, the direction in New Japan, as well as uh, answering any questions that you all may have really about anything, WWE, New Japan, uh, MMA, anything that you all got, I'll answer for you. Of course, guys, next weekend we have NXT TakeOver Brooklyn coverage uh, Saturday night, post-show podcast following that. Myself, Anna, Alex. Uh, the three of us also return the following night for WWE SummerSlam coverage. And of course, the weekend after Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor. That's going to be a hell of a post show. It looks like it'll be myself, Showdown Joe, and Carlos Toro, our lead boxing writer. And of course, this Tuesday, myself and Showdown Joe are going to break down the Conor McGregor, Polly Malinagi sparring clip that was released, so to speak. If you all have any questions about that, I will answer that today as well. But I wanted to do this show. Didn't want to advertise it because I wasn't sure like at what point I'd be able to do this show. Yesterday was a rare day off for me and ahead of this really busy time of year, I didn't want to promote a show that I wasn't sure I would be able to do. But here we are, Okada Omega 3. That was that was uh something. I, I liked it. I liked the the psychology of the match too, because you, you look at the first match. Both of these went over 30 minutes. In the G1 tournament, you got a 30-minute time limit. So they almost did their match in fast forward. And that was the psychology of the matches that they had to is because they have been here before and they've went an hour and they've went 45 minutes. So both of them knew that despite being a little hurt from this tournament, they were going to have to give everything they had to begin with in order to finish the other person off within 30 minutes. Love that. It gave a great excuse for doing the match at that speed. I really liked it. It was it was almost like a WWE big match main event. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But a lot of times what they'll do is go into finishers immediately. Really enjoyed that. I thought that was uh, pretty cool. I thought that was a good way to, to kick off that match. I liked the doctor trying to stop the match as well. And that played almost into, not, not necessarily the doctor, but it played into the next night. I thought this match for 30 minutes was right up there. I, I really liked it. 
you're going to hear me say that a lot about about this match moving forward, but it was a different style than the other two, and not to, not to say that the other two were slow by by any stretch of the imagination, but this one had a different aspect to it because of that time limit. And when you're when you're running a match back so often, like you, you kind of have to do that. You got you got to do something a little bit different, and that's what they've done. And in doing so, they've established that Omega can win, and that maybe the faster pace favors him. He was finally able to land the the one winged angel in the middle of the ring. Got a win there, but as we saw over the next over the next night, he he busted out everything he had. There is probably no better wrestler as it pertains to offense in the world than Kenny Omega, in my opinion. And Okada, I don't know that it's hard to outperform him. Well, I'll say that I don't want to say hard to outperform him. I mean, it is hard, but not many outperform him in big match situations. He's so good at that. He's so excellent at that. And uh, sometimes that's lost in, when you're working matches with Tanahashi and you're working matches with Kenny Omega all the time. But I think everybody realizes how great uh, Okada is. But Kenny Omega is really, really grabbing a stranglehold of that best offensive wrestler in the world title. Uh, with the doctor trying to stop it, you see almost a little compassion in Kenny Omega's character, and I really like that about him as well because Omega has gotten really good, especially of late, of setting up matches in the future. He is like like Conor McGregor in MMA. If he loses, he's got matches set up. He's got Polly Malinagi. If he can box him whenever he wants, he can head back to MMA. He can fight Ferguson, Habib, Nate Diaz. Doesn't matter. He could jump up to one seventy if he wanted. Kenny Omega has set up matches for himself well into the future. Case in point, he used the J-Driller, Jay Briscoe's move, on uh, both Okada and Naito. Smart move there because Jay Briscoe is one of the most protected wrestlers in Ring of Honor history and seamlessly transitions in and out of being a single star, being a tag star, and uh, he's a guy that Ring of Honor doesn't necessarily feel they're going to lose. He's done a lot of work with New Japan. With Kenny Omega having his visa issues worked out, there are far worse people on that Ring of Honor roster to set something up with for the future than that because all it takes is him using that J-Driller for Jay Briscoe's wild ass to have a reason to be pissed off at him. That's all it takes. So uh, a big fan of that. Enjoyed the match. Uh I'm not doing a, a notes and analysis piece for this, but uh, I, I did have people asking me what the rating would have been. I would have put it at probably about an 8.25, an 8.25 for that one. I, I really liked it. Didn't like uh, the Naito Omega match as much, but I liked it. I just want to say I, not as much, but I still liked it. That pile driver was scary, man. I was worried then, but they don't give a damn. They don't give a damn. There were a couple scary spots there. That pile driver was horrifying. I don't know if Naito meant to hit the table, if he was just like, man, forget it. I don't care. <laughs> we're, go- we're going on the floor. But it was done in a, in a way where Omega more landed on him than, than in a pile driver position. And that's okay to do when you're falling from a distance or going through a table or anything like that. But I was, I was concerned. I was very concerned. Uh, submit your questions, guys. I'll answer them at the. I'll answer them at the end of this analysis. 
there were some unbelievable reversals here. They busted all kinds of cool stuff out. Like I love the spinning uh, Destino. That was really cool. It played off of the night before, after that pile driver, because you wondered, could Kenny Omega continue? And Naito didn't care. Like that's the thing about Naito is that of or over the past year or two, he's had no redeeming qualities, and that has become endearing to some people. That's just the world we live in now. The post spot was disgusting as well, where uh, Naito went into the post almost like with a DDT type of thing. But I don't know if he if his head hit the post. I think it was more of his shoulder. Omega's uh, superhero Kenrana cell was outstanding on the top rope. I thought we were going to see a Chris Candido style super power bomb from Kenny Omega, but he he hit he got hit with the Hurricane Rana. He rolled all the way through, hopped up and sold some more. Like when when you don't oversell everything, overselling something like that looks really really cool and really fun. Naito wins the match. So he is in line for that title shot at Russell Kingdom in January. Now he'll probably have to defend that, the the briefcase or whatever it may be. But it's it's cool. It adds another thing. You can stretch out the Omega Okada thing. Because, I mean, you stretched out the, the Okada-Tanahashi thing where Tanahashi had beaten – or Tanahashi had been beaten by Okada several times – but Okada had never beat him in the Tokyo Dome, and finally he accomplished that. That could be another story for uh, Kenny Omega and bring Okada's story full circle as well. Like now he's got a guy who's never been able to beat him in the Tokyo Dome, especially if Naito's getting that shot next year. Now that's a, that's a good situation to be in. New Japan lost a lot of guys last year. You know, losing AJ Styles and Nakamura, that hurt. That really hurt. But then you even lose some supporting cast like uh, Gallows and Anderson. But it doesn't stop there. They were without Kota Ibushi, too, who they were very, very high on. Um, Having guys like Naito and Omega either have career resurgences or step up in that manner, that's that's great. And also, you know, they they lost Shibata. They lost Hanma in, like I said, uh, as a supporting character, perhaps. They lost him, but you've got guys who, and you know, New Japan guys are working until their mid forties. So, Omega and Naito, solid, solid uh, replacements there for uh, Nakamura and AJ Styles. Are they as good? Or do they create as much buzz? That remains to be seen. But I mean, and I mean that from an American perspective, not in Japan. I'm, I'm not the one to ask that, but. I think Naito winning, uh, far from a bad call. I know a lot of people were like, oh, well, we want to see Okada Omega again. Who doesn't? Like, I, I would love to see that again. But I, I love the idea of Naito throwing a monkey wrench into uh, into that. And with Kenny Omega, it's like, well, who's he going to face next? There is money to be made in Cody Rhodes versus Kenny Omega somewhere, whether it's Ring of Honor or whether it's New Japan or whether it's both. You, now you got the thing where he's – Omega's been using that J driller and Omega's going to pop up in Ring of Honor soon. That's that's another good one to look out for. Uh Jay Briscoe is one of those guys that I think can transcend the language barrier in Japan and just his his rough and tumble type of persona can translate very very well over there. I'm excited for for both of those. If either one happens, maybe I'm just reading too much into the the J driller thing. 
but I think that's good. Carlos, uh, our lead boxing writer, says, if Naito is facing Okada at Wrestle Kingdom, then who is Omega and Tanahashi fighting to defend their titles then? That's a good question. I, I could see it being, uh, by that point, Cody and and Omega, because if they've held off this long on doing uh, Cody and Omega, why not wait and do it there too? I, I would I would be cool with that. Tanahashi, all that depends because, you know, I'm not 100% that Tanahashi, you know, anything could happen to his arm at any given time, man. Like, just whenever. Like, that thing could just give way and he could be out. Like, you can that's the type of thing that it'll be harder and harder for him to, to tough out. But for Tanahashi, I don't know. For Omega, I think it'll be Cody. Is there anything to the CM Punk Bullet Club rumors? Well, Matt Jackson said on YouTube on his uh, Being the Elite Q&A, which goes up tonight on Fightful.com, that he texts CM Punk all the time and is like, hey, let's let's do this. Let's do this. So that he's one of the only guys that he could see making a big difference in pro wrestling if he were to return. So the interest is there. And, you know, CM Punk has said that on interviews before, like years ago. And then when they started to, to gas him up about it, he, he laid off of it. But he said, maybe I'll show up in PWG and wrestle the Young Bucks, things like that. Punk is still in the gym, from what I understand. And his coach posted a schedule and had a CM Punk versus TBA thing on there. And honestly, when they, they started the Dana White Contender Series, I thought that was maybe a vehicle to get a fight for CM Punk, but that's not necessarily the case. Although I, I still think they could do that eventually. That, that would be a very smart move to put him on that show, get some Fight Pass subscribers, utilize it in, in that manner. Roy Story says the 10 second clip that favors only McGregor, LOL, throwing illegal punches. Yeah, he did throw illegal punches. He threw some uh, rabbit punches. He says that was not a knockdown. That was a knockdown, Roy Soria. I'll explain why Tuesday on the Holy Smokes MMA podcast. SRS's thoughts on the PGA Championship. I don't know anything about golf. I played some miniature golf twice this week. I played on a Jesus themed golf course. Yesterday, you don't realize how cool the Bible is until you got to golf through it, my friends, like arcs and tombs and rivers and all kinds of stuff. That's that's really when the Bible shines is when you got to golf through it. Uh, that's uh, at the that's in Lexington. If you all are ever around and want to check it out, definitely uh, worth a look. Uh, the revival injury, man, that sucks. That's that's a tough one. That is. Man, I f- you got to feel bad for him because it's both guys, and neither one of them have been around for more than a month or so consecutively without being hurt, and that puts them through the end of the year. So they're going to miss most of the year, and hopefully, when they come back, that the the, pro- the tag team landscape will favor them, and maybe they'll they'll be needed and maybe used a little bit better. But I was I was rather looking forward to that that Good Brothers Hardy Boys revival match. At SummerSlam, I thought that was going to be a lot of fun. Almost like two of the OGs of that triple threat tag scene, Matt and Jeff Hardy taking on you know another rough and tumble team and then another uh, technical team there. Roy says, just going to ask this now, will we see John Jones at SummerSlam? WWE isn't going to go out of their way to get them or, uh, so far. 
has said they're not going to go out of their way to get him there, but he could show up on his own. It's his home state. I don't know how often he's there anymore. I think maybe he hangs out in Albuquerque a lot more now, but if I were him, I would make it happen. And really, it, he doesn't have to make it happen. Malki Kawa, his manager, could make it happen. I think it'd be a good move. SRS, are you getting WWE 2K18? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, that depends on if Mike Straw is going to review it for us. Uh, I might not. Every every year I get it and think I'll play it, and it's a tax deduction for me, and that's neat, but I never play it once November hits. I'll get Fire Pro when it's out on PS4. I might get it on PC anyway, but um, I would much rather have Fire Pro than WWE at this point. It seems like WWE and UFC are working side-by-side as late. As of late, yeah, uh, there have been situations where it definitely seems like that, Roy. Like Jinder Mahal, he's going to be walking. Uh, gosh, I don't know how to pronounce the guy's name, but it's the first Indian fighter in UFC history to the to the cage at or to the structure. He's going to walk uh, the fighter to the structure at UFC 215 next month, which kind of indicates to me maybe Jinder Mahal's holding on to that title if. Because, I mean, they would love to have him walk out with that title over his shoulder. But makes you wonder how a CM Punk would feel about that because it was just five years ago, five and a half years ago, where Vince McMahon said that he couldn't walk Chael Sonnen to the ring because somebody was going to die in the octagon. So, yeah, it does does seem like it. Uh, Head over to Fightful.com and use our forums, you guys. Some of the the topics includes – Anyone here watch Knights of the Zodiac, roster shakeup moves, SummerSlam event, what did Russo say that is pissing everyone off, and Kenny Omega fatigue. So, yeah, I noticed that. That was, um, like, that was something that I kind of, either he was selling fatigue or he was legitimately tired. And, man, I would imagine after that many matches in, in that, like, in that period of time, you're going to be tired. You're just going to be. Other questions? Somebody says 2K17 is a shit. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a fan of that. Wasn't a fan of that. C. Phoenix says, too soon to cross-promote Lesnar-Jones. The fight wouldn't happen for quite a while. Yeah, I don't think the fight is happening until next year. Charlotte and Becky pre-show bound for SummerSlam? I hope so. That would be a good match to add. I think that would be a good move. Guys, go to Fightful.com. We have post shows for Raw, SmackDown, every WWE pay-per-view, major pay-per-views, as well as UFC pay-per-views as well. We have The List and Your Boy on Wednesdays, the only podcast you will ever see that features an eccentric millionaire and the guy that he picked to run his wrestling website. Uh, SRS, top G1 matches. I didn't watch the whole thing. I'm going to get through the whole thing, and then I'll let you know. Also, we have photos, videos. We got MMA, boxing, pro wrestling. You can read it down here on this on this bar. We got all that for you. Podcasts, interviews, news, results, photos. Anything you want over at Fightful.com, we have. And if we don't have it, you can just head over to uh, our forums. Let us know, and then uh, we'll then we'll uh, get we'll get it up there, or at least we'll do our best to get it up there. Guys, I'm going to head off of here right now. Didn't want to advertise this show because, you know, wasn't sure when it would go up. Wasn't sure when it would happen. 
But make sure to tune in Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday afternoon, Tuesday afternoon, and of course every major show. Thank you guys so much. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.